Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in, first and foremost. If you are on TuneIn, thank you. You're awesome. Let me know if it's working. If you aren't, enjoy the, your day, your work day, whatever in the world you are doing. Because if you don't know, now you know. You're listening to KSMC Moraga 89.5 on your dial. And this is the timeout, and I am your host, Mr. McClary, what is up, audience? What is up, world? How is it going? Thanks for asking. It's going pretty well up here. It's a beautiful, beautiful sunny day up here in sunny Northern California. No other place to be, that, or no other place I'd rather be. There we go. Actually, there's a couple of places, but, you know, you do what you gotta do. So, with the, uh, the hiatus for spring break... There's been uh, enough stories and enough awards and enough trophies and the promise of a another sport coming online here real quickly and another sport getting into the playoffs really quickly. So we will run down both of those sports or at least give you a preview of one and a preview of the playoffs for the other. I'm going to go over some Golden State Warrior records because... There's no denying it. This is one of those years that will not be forgotten anytime soon, even if they don't make it to that record, which, if you stay tuned a little later, I will tell you what the record is they're trying to break. Actually, one of many, technically. But first off, we are going to start with the playoff push for the NHL. So while we were away, while I was off enjoying my uh, the break of spring. The Capitals, Washington Capitals, clinched the President's Trophy and then obviously clinched a playoff spot. So that leaves them with the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And if you are a longtime listener, you hopefully will have researched or thought about the President's Trophy curse, as I have mentioned a couple of times. And since I am a huge fan of the Rangers and they have a direct rivalry rivalry with the Capitals, my hope and wish, and I'm pretty sure it's going to play out, is that the Capitals somehow lose in the first round or lose in the second round and don't make it to the Cup. However, you never know. But my fingers and toes are crossed for this to actually happen because... If history will tell us, most of the time, the President's Trophy winners lose out before even reaching the Stanley Cup or finals, yes. But on to some more positive news. We'll switch over to the Western Conference real quick because it's a little more 
a little more sewed up than the Eastern Conference because that is wild, wacky, and insane. But Western Conference up top, you got the Dallas Stars. The, these teams I'm going to mention all have clinched a playoff spot. That means pretty much no matter what, actually no matter what, they will be in the playoffs. The seeding is the basically all that's left now. So Dallas is up top 101 points which is really impressive. The St. Louis Blues are technically tied with them. They've played the same number of games, and they have the same number of points. How they differ, the tie, is the goal differential. So Dallas is plus 32, St. Louis is plus 20. Anyway, the LA Kings in third with 95 points, and Chicago tied with them at 95 points. Anaheim with 94, and San Jose with 92. So congratulations to the Sharks. I believe it was two two days ago that they technically clinched against their cross-state rivals, the LA Kings, and that was a really good game. Actually, uh, a couple of my buddies were there, and uh, it seemed like they were having quite a fun night because it, I think it ended up being 5-2, to two, which is always impressive considering it's the Kings. You, you always have to prepare for them. And then rounding out the Western Conference, Nashville in 7th place with 91 points and Minnesota with 87. So, real quickly, we will go over who I think is a contender and who I think is a pretender. So, up top, Dallas, I like what they're doing, but they've had too many slumps this season. Granted, they may have had some injuries. I, I don't really follow Western Conference except for the Sharks semi um but it seems that they can be a threat but at the same time if you shut down certain players they're pretty much a normal team there there's nothing that scary about them uh granted niemi with niemi is actually good a former shark is good because he has a great defense in front of him if you can penetrate or maneuver around those defensemen. Niemi's not a, a stellar goalie, let's say. He just has has his defense to lean on. Anyway, moving on, St. Louis, they have had injuries out the wazoo. Their goalies have been hurt, and they've had to call up all these different sets of goalies from their minor league affiliate. I can't really put my finger on them. I know uh, the head coach, I keep forgetting his name, um, is on extremely thin ice. He's, that's why uh, this year they had a one-year contract with the team and the head coach because he lacked the presence in the playoffs. He either proceeded to win the number one seed or let's say the top three-ish seeds and would get bounced off the bounced out the first round. And obviously, if you're performing at that level or higher. You want to see your team go farther into the playoffs than in the first round. Moving right along, Los Angeles. I hate, I hate, hate, hate to say this. However, I think they have got their ish handled. They've got their stuff handled. Unfortunately, they are going to be another big team, and they like to check and forecheck and bruise you. So that will be a, a difficult matchup, whoever gets matched up against them. They have the Chicago Blackhawks, I'd say another contender as well, but they they have also had their slumps, but the trick is just get hot in the, the last couple of games, into the playoffs, and everything starts new. No, nobody remembers or thinks about the regular season. It's just playoffs one game at a time. Anaheim, not, I'm not too hot on them. I think they're more of the pretender side. San Jose, I can see them being a contender. The tricky part is, however, at their seed right now, their sixth seed, they would be traveling to Los Angeles, so they don't have too far to travel, which is a good thing. However, it's going to be a black and blue series because, like I had mentioned before, the Kings like to hit and they like to try to get under your skin and, and get those and pull those uh, penalties that usually you wouldn't get unless you're semi-annoyed by whoever is doing the annoying, basically, or on the Kings. So that...
So that song there was a Tribe Called Quest with Can I Kick It? So as you'll see later in the show, I've got a, a, a Tribe Called Quest theme because just last week, Fife Dog, one of the main um, group members of this group, actually passed away. Uh, and I just wanted to kind of give him a quick little tribute uh, in the only way that... I knew how, but anyway, sliding back to the NHL and who I think is a pretender or a contender in the Eastern Conference. So the biggest thing here, I think, with the Rangers sliding right back to them is if they can get hot, keep the injuries to a minimum, and keep Lundqvist still being ungodly, basically... They will have a chance, and if the defense gets their head out of uh, another region, let's say. Anyway, sliding on to the Pittsburgh Penguins. I unfortunately think they are looking pretty good right now. In their last 10, they're 9-1. and one. So they seem like they're up there, and they've got it going on. Tampa Bay in fourth place right now. I don't believe they really have what it takes to go deep into the playoffs. Maybe they'll win a series, but I don't see them going past round two. Florida Panthers, I think they're a very similar team. They have 
a stacked first line. Do not get me wrong. And I think they're going to go far. I don't think they're going to make it as far as they want to. They're not going to hit pay dirt. Then we have the New York Islanders yet again. I think they uh, they're more of a pretender. I think they can they might be able to win or sneak out a seven game series first round, but second second round of playoffs, I think they're out. They have Boston, who isn't looking like the normal Boston recently. Actually, they seem to be missing a component. I'm not sure what it is, but I don't think they're going to go far either. Then we have Philadelphia, the number eight wild seed, the or excuse me, the wild card. So I think they they have a chance. However, the problem is the team that they're matching up against, Washington. I know Philadelphia has had trouble with them in uh, in past years and especially this year. But Philadelphia is seemingly getting hot. Their last ten, they're six two and two. I think that. If they get things right, if they get their lines checked up and shored up and rolling, you never know. I mean, that's why they call it the playoffs. They don't call it the winners of the regular season. But anyway, that gives you a quick wrap-up of the NHL. I will obviously keep you updated because that is that is the biggest thing happening, at least in sports, until baseball opening day. Hello. We are now, what is it, I think five days away till opening day for some Major League Baseball, which it's been, it's been a long offseason, it feels like, at least for myself as a fan. I think uh, this year, here's, here comes the Homer bias, but I think this year is, it's the A's year. It's, it feels, or the, the players and the feel from spring training, it feels like it's the 2012-2013 season all over again where no one really thinks we have a lot in the bag or skills or players or anything and I think we're just gonna come out and play loose and surprise a lot of people I'm saying surprise a lot of people however I have no idea and I'm not the best prognosticator here but if you wanted to tell me why the A's don't have a chance or why they do have a chance and why you agree with me, feel free. Let me know. Check out my Facebook. Check out whatever. Message me. Figure out a way. And let me know what you think. Tell me any other teams. Tell me why your team or tell me why a different team will will be either playing them at the uh, the big dance or not playing them at said big dance. So with that being said, the next coolest thing that I was just reading about was Apple just signed a contract with Major League Baseball to get iPads in the dugout. So similar to football, I believe they have Microsoft Surface, but the point being is you get that auto, or, um, instantaneous feedback, the, the video feed that the TV cameras show will show directly onto that iPad, tablet, Surface, whatever uh, manufacturer it is. I think it's really cool because it's interesting to see the connection between the technology and the sport, or sports for that matter, and see it kind of evolve, I guess, co coexistingly, basically. But um, with that being said, the, the biggest thing I, I'm excited for this year for the A's is just to go to try to go to some more games because last year I didn't go to I don't think I went to any games actually yeah it, I just got it was way too busy I was either out of town or what have you and then by the time I was back into town it was it was not the best season I'll say however I still wore my gear because that is a true fan, and I don't care if they go 0 and 162 or 162 and 0. Either way, and anywhere in the middle, I will still be there. If not there, I will be cheering or jeering, looking at my phone and the scores, and supporting my team. Because actually, recently, I'll, I'll tell a quick story here. There was a uh, guest speaker in one of my classes that. She had mentioned she works for the Giants now, the San Francisco Giants, that is, through AT&T. And 
she had saw I had my A's hat on, and she walked over and she said, oh, I used to be an A's fan, but when I got married, I had to, like, transition or change over to being a Giants fan. And at that point, I obviously nodded and smiled and kind of laughed and was like, oh, okay, but... Basically, to me, that says at some point you gave up on the team. Just because you have opposite teams does not mean you have to give up one or the other. I feel that makes it more exciting because then you can root for your whoever's other team, either your friends or your wife's or your girlfriend's or boyfriend's or whatever. And then once they play each other, then that opens it up for a, a nice friendly or possibly unfriendly bet. And uh, I, I think that's I think that would have been cool. But she has her own thing going on. But that's why I just wanted to share and how it was a little, a little, not depressing, but something similar to that to just hear. Oh well, I gave him up. I gave him up for my husband. It's like. You technically didn't have to do that. But anyway, I'll step down off my soapbox real quick. But uh, I'll give you some more players that I really want to see during the season. I want to see do well, and I think will do well as well. <laughs> that was a lot of wells. First off, Sonny Gray. I think this is his year. He is going to have a all-star year, and I believe he will be one of the best, if not the best, pitcher in the American League. So we'll see, but I'm pretty sure he is going to have a fantastic year. Also, I think Josh Reddick is gearing up for having maybe not a great year, but a whole heck of a lot better year than last year. If his spring training is any gauge, however, in past years and basically all past years, most people know spring training means absolute jack when it comes to the regular season unless you're really sucking eggs or you get injured or something similar to that but i think josh reddick is coming up for his big year i think steven vote is going to have yet again another big year and uh yeah i think bowmel is going to right the ship from last year and we're going to be yet again another contender or at least a, a team to be reckoned with and not one to be laughed out of the bullpen or the dugout excuse me and with that we are going to do a quick little plug here and some more a tribe called quest and then we'll get back with some football news so 2016 cambodian new year festival that sounds really interesting is why i'm plugging it now traditional dances and costumes it is free it is on 34th Avenue in Oakland, the Peralta Hacienda Historical Park. That was a mouthful. The Cambodian New Year Festival is multicultural with Cambodian dance groups from all over Northern California, performing dances from palace and court and from village in dazzlingly costumes, as well as Burmese, Thai, and Nepali dancers. That was really rough to read. However, it says... Free, but donations are accepted and an RSVP is requested. So go on freecheapsf.com and look up the Cambodian New Year Festival and it'll be easy enough to figure out how to RSVP. With that being said, here is Award Tour by A Tribe Called Quest.
invade the air. Hold up a second, son, cause we almost there. You could be a black man and lose all your soul. You could be white and red, but don't crack the road. See, my kid is universal, and we got knowledge of the law of myself. See, there's no one else who could drop it on the angle. It's cute at that, so who that, do that, do that, 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 come on. And you will play the same. You're on point tip. 
So that second song there was Check the Rhyme with a Tribe Called Quest. <coughs> Excuse me. And now we're going to shift over to some football because there was some big news, actually. I think at this point, I think it was last week. But Robert Griffin III, formerly the second draft pick overall in 2012 of the uh, Washington Redskins, is now officially signed with the Cleveland Browns which I am not sure how to feel about this. I'm glad that he found a, a new team because I know Washington was very displeased with his performance over the last couple of years, and on top of that, his injury uh, record was very, very poor. And somehow Griffin went from being the, the top start, starting quarterback in Washington to being riding the bench, basically. So... Hopefully he can turn things around there. I'm not entirely sure if Cleveland was the best place for him, especially since he was kind of lost on his quarterback ways and needs to find something different than what he found in Washington. I'm still kind of unsure what exactly um, he will do in Cleveland. I guess the thing is at least... If he's better than his former quarterback, I guess, Pierce at Cleveland, he will be basically one of the best quarterbacks quarterbacks they've had in at least a decade. So anyway, sliding over to some local Bay Area news. If you haven't heard, and if, basically if you've lived under a rock for the last couple of months, the Golden State Warriors are good. They are really good. And right now they're sitting at, I believe it's 67 or 66 and 7. They're chasing the 95 96 Michael Jordan Chicago Bulls, who at that point, or at this point now as well, have the best record 72 and 10. So with less than nine games left until the playoffs come around. Basically, the, it seems they're going to beat that Chicago Bulls record, which seems insane. But here are a uh, a quick couple of records that they have beaten or are going to beat. November 2nd, the largest win margin over a campaign's first tour games, first four games, excuse me, with blah victories over the New Orleans Pelicans twice, Houston Rockets, and Grizzlies to start the year. Golden State kicked off its quest for another ring by tallying the largest win margin ever, 100 points over a team's first four contests. Dang. December 5th, best ever start to a season. Taking down the Raptors, they started out 21-0, and they'd eventually reached 24-0 until the Bucks came around and gave them their first loss. February 10th, best ever all-star break record, 48-4. February 27th, quickest playoff berth ever, doing so more quickly than any team ever had before. There were nearly two months remaining in the regular season at the time of the berth. February 27th, most single-season threes by one player. Pouring in 12 triples in one game, Curry became the owner of the single-season three-point record. And who, who did he beat before that? He beat himself. So now he holds the top three spots all time for the most three points in a season. March 7th, first player to hit 300 threes in one campaign. March 7th, longest ever home court winning streak. A streak that extends back to his 2014-2015 campaign. It's 45 consecutive regular season home victories. The Bulls had 44 straight in the mid-90s. 
As of today, the Warriors have won 53 consecutive regular season matchups at Oracle Arena. Talk about a home field advantage. March 25th, most threes in one game. So, just to give you an idea, basically what they're saying so far is the Warriors are pretty darn good. March 25th, team record four threes hit in one season. With their spate of made threes that night, 21, the Warriors nabbed the league's single-season record for trays as well, 933. March 27th, first teammate duo to drain 600 threes. With nine threes made against the 76ers on Sunday, Thompson and Curry became the first pair of teammates to combine for 600 triples in one year. That is... Literally insane. Now, in my sports management class, actually, we had talked about the uh, the future of this team, of this near, nearly the best team ever. I'm willing to uh, wager anyone, or at least in this generation, that the problem that's coming up sooner than later is all these people need to get paid. There are contracts, and they do come up and they do need to either be renewed, re-signed, or carefully release a few players here and there. Uh, specifically, like last year, um, David Lee wasn't re-signed, and he actually signed with the Mavericks, who just came to town and he received his championship ring, which was a cool little ceremony and was kind of humbling. But at the same time, it, it's going to come sooner than later, and the question is, how long do you keep Curry? Do you want the Kobe Bryant effect? And, I mean, look at look at the Lakers right now. They are an abomination to the NBA. And just because they wanted to keep Bryant longer than he should have been kept. However, I see it from the money-making standpoint and basically from the L.A. standpoint. Once you get a star that basically transcends the game, you pay him or her however much they want or however much they're asking for. But there there comes a point that you do have to cut ties and you do have to think about your future and you do have to think this is a great season, but we don't want to have happen what the Lakers had happened to them, that we can have these great seasons in a row and who knows what beyond this season and next season holds, but... You have to be extremely careful who you cut and who you re-sign and who you sign, who what new players you sign even, because you have this certain team chemistry that you shouldn't really touch, but you have to because of the budgetary reasons. Anyway, last little plug here and then some music and a quick little wrap-up of today's shenanigans. So this weekend, this Saturday down in Long Beach is where I will be actually. There's a Formula E Grand Prix in Long Beach. It's a street circuit and uh, they've got a little countdown here. It's two days and about 17 hours away from now. I will be there and watching all of these uh, these electric cars drive around the street circuit. It's It's quite an interesting sport. If you don't know about it, I would suggest you check it out. Uh, it looks like Formula One cars, or the, the outside does, however, they're all powered by batteries. So it makes for a little uh, eccentric, weird, unique, however you want to say, setup because there's two cars and the drivers switch cars in the middle of the race, which is totally weird. But anyway, check it out. I will be there. You can watch it online for free, actually, which is another thing that I think is super cool. And uh, also, as a heads up for all of you practical jokers, Friday is April 1st. It is April Fool's Day, so put mark it on your calendars. Don't mark it on your calendars and possibly be surprised. Anyway, here is Skrillex and Diplo with Mind.
So, just to wrap things up, we are in the later parts of the show. So, first off, before we get into anything else, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in yet again. So, there's actually uh, this Facebook post that I saw, or picture that I saw, that had mentioned nothing would be the same if you weren't here. So, basically, I mean, it sounds kind of depressing, first off, but... If you think about it, it's it's kind of trippy because think of all the places you've been, all the people you've talked to, all the experiences you've shared with your family or your friends or even, for that matter, your animals like your dogs, cats, birds, lizards, snakes, whatever it might be. Because it, think of it in a, to think of it in another way, it's like you might not be the you might not be the world to someone or I forgot I forgot how the exact quote is but to someone you are the their world or something like that so just to think about that and think about the the bigger picture of stuff especially with the big uh the big G coming around the graduation coming around it's kind of um changed my perspective on how I see uh, a lot of things and how I um how I feel and how I treat and how I kind of navigate through certain circumstances or situations. I think that it's it's tough to think about a schedule, especially when the the future is kind of unknown, basically. But what I've learned is you got to live in the moment and roll with the punches because, sure, you can set a plan up for every single day until you die and more than likely I would pretty much say 99.9% sure none of those plans will go accordingly let alone even close to the way that you really or originally wanted them to go so take everything with a grain of salt take everything in the moment react however you would react 
be sure to be yourself. That's the other big thing. It's just there's so many fake things and fake people. And, I mean, I don't have to tell you that. I mean, you, you, you every, everyone else knows that. But basically what I'm trying to say is enjoy what you have. Enjoy what you're doing. And make sure to enjoy your future no matter if it's according to your plan A, B, C, all the way to Z, whatever it is. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the people around you because it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, I guess. Anyway, enough of being all uh, gushy and emotional stuff. So yet again, before I go to my outro song here... Thank you for listening. I will be here again next Wednesday, same time, same place. And for those of you listening in the podcast later on, thank you. There may be some technical problems. It might be a little bit short, but you'll get the majority of the show. So with that, enjoy the rest of your week. Think of it. it happy Wednesday. You are past the, the midway uh, factor or day, I guess. You're almost to the weekend. I believe in you, and uh, just go for it. All right, and here is Living Color, Cult of Personality. During the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand.